Every story needs a hero, and every story needs a villain. It took a while to get the next episode of Hero and the Villain out because, quite frankly, I am kind of a slacker in the summertime. And it's not because I don't want to be working or be creative. It's not that the whole summer vacation as a kid somehow gave me this mentality of summer is time to rest. I like being productive in the summer. You know, I work a lot in the summer, you know, my jobs or whatever, training people, things that I do. And I'm forced this year with the journey schooling to also try to stay as focused as I can. I just don't do well in the heat at all. I don't like hot weather. I hate humidity. And this is where life coaching would be. Well, why don't you put on a different lens? And no, fuck, I hate heat. <laughs> I don't like heat. It's okay to not just, you know, I've said this to a few people and they say, well, maybe you need to change your mindset. No, like I don't like hot weather. I've never liked hot weather. It's nice out. It's pretty out. I prefer sunny days in the winter where it's clear. The sun is giving me vitamin D, but I am not sweating to death in my car or burning my car's AC out or my apartment's not frying or having to use nine air conditioners to be okay in my apartment. It's okay to not like things and have preferences on things. Getting tired of this whole change your mindset on every single thing mentality. I don't want to be positive all the fucking time. <laughs> I'm a human. There's some things I don't like. I hate pickles. I hate humidity. Fuck pop music. There's just stuff that I don't like. And so hot weather... I don't like because it's hard for me to want to sit down and record a podcast at seven at night when I've been sweating to death all day and my energy is zapped. So if you can relate to that, awesome. If you can't and you're like, well, why doesn't he just change his mindset? Fuck off with that. <laughs> if you're saying that to other people, but there's things that you don't like in your life, change your fucking mindset about some stuff. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, uh, anyways, I just had to get that out there because that's been just driving me up a wall lately. And I know that I'm, you know, can call myself a life coach now and I'm finding I really love talking with people and, you know, I ask them to kind of change their mindset about certain things when it comes to, you know, feeling stuck at work or relationships. I mean, that's kind of the job of a life coach, but you know, if you don't like applesauce, you don't tell somebody to fucking change their mindset about applesauce. It's okay to not like applesauce. Maybe someday they will, but it's not going to kill the world if they don't like applesauce. Let them not enjoy it. They probably enjoy other things. So that brings me to the topic of the day after I just ranted about that shit. Um, I've been toying with certain things as far as what I want to do with this podcast uh, going forward, how much I want to bridge it out into different subjects. And we're going to. I'm trying to get a few guests on. Uh, and during the summertime, it's difficult because a lot of people are on vacation and I get it. To where we start, to where we start talking about things that involve elements of shadow work or darker parts of the world or topics that are considered taboo, and I really want to start hitting up those on those topics. But there was a topic that I wanted to bring up today, and 
humans are typically known to do a few constants throughout their lives. We want to seek out pleasure and avoid pain. This even goes for my family and friends in the BDSM circle on a humanity level outside of play. We don't seek out things that are intentionally causing us pain, right? I'm talking about the pain that does not feel good. The emotional pain, the uh, mental anguish, physical pain. I don't know many people that are running around their house trying to find a hammer to smash their face with. It's just, we avoid that stuff. We want to seek out pleasure. We want to seek out petting a puppy or seek out a pint of ice cream or seek out awesome sex or seek out people we love to be around. Things like that, you know? So whether you look at life from like an everyday perspective, whether it's a tough conversation, love, work-related, avoiding the dentist, people typically avoid things that they don't like for the most part. Emotionally, though, avoidance is a whole other beast. All avoidance, like all amazing things in the world, has a root to it. What we do with that root determines if it is handled via a temporary distraction before we actually deal with it to prolonging the process of dealing with it. And then if it continually becomes what you do, nonstop distraction, that is how it turns into the process of avoiding. And typically avoidance has a root based in fear of a potential worst outcome. It's a maladaptive, it's a maladaptive, uh, it's a maladaptive coping skill that tricks you into escaping the uncomfortable. Some famous lines like, I don't want to confront this because if I find out the truth, I will dot, dot, dot. I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. So dot, dot, dot. I won't survive if I emotionally deal with this again, dot, dot, dot. And the types of distraction that's out there, there's five pretty common ones. Situational is typically the most common. It's where you avoid a social situation uh, or you could avoid a job because of a, like a coworker, uh, fear of kinds of people, like one specific person, like an ex boyfriend, girlfriend that you don't like certain locations uh, might freak that person out. Like big crowds. I can attest to that. Big crowds kind of make me panic unless it's at a metal show. Strangely enough, as soon as the lights go on, I panic, uh, parties, house parties, things of that nature. People will say like, Oh, I don't want to go to that bar because something happened one time and it kind of caused a bit of, you know, minor trauma. So they end up avoiding that situation. There's cognitive, uh, avoidance, uh, internal issues like, uh, distressful feelings, memories, thoughts, uh, takes a lot of work to suppress, to avoid feeling or thinking about it. A lot of the times people will take a numbing action like drinking or drugs and that kind of becomes like an addiction uh, of avoidance where you're constantly putting yourself at the bottom of a bottle because you just don't want to deal with feeling something or thinking about something or facing certain emotions. Usually cognitive avoidance will manifest as a worry or an anxiety about what could happen, those worst-case scenarios that can lead to uh, spiritual bypassing, which we've talked about a lot. There's also protective avoidance. It's the obsessive safety-like perfectionism over cleaning, checking things, kind of an OCD, which also can be 
associated with eating disorders. Use them as avoidance tactics. Procrastination is also in this category. Basically, you're trying to over-control anything and everything to avoid what you know is inevitable. All right, so let's say, I don't know, you know a breakup's going to happen. No matter what, you don't want to do the breaking up. You're avoiding actually confronting the person. So you want to do everything in your world in order to try to keep it from happening instead of just having that conversation and rip the Band-Aid off. Somatic, uh, that is where you have actually physical discomfort like fatigue or you're out of breath or overheating. Uh, that is where it, you get a sensation. That's the best way to explain this. Like, let's say you start overheating and it feels too similar to being like the feeling of anxiousness. And anything that feels like that, the person will avoid it. So like, let's say if overheating uh, triggers something in you, you want to avoid it at all costs, no matter what. So you won't leave your house if it's hot outside unless, you know, if you have air conditioning, you need to stay put. Because if you go outside, you'll panic because of that feeling physically that you'll get. And then there is substitution avoidance. That is where you replace big emotions with different emotions to avoid feeling the ones that you're avoiding, more or less. You're unable to deal with them. Uh, difficult emotions can use sex, food, drugs, shopping, porn, anything as a means to distract uh, from the initial emotion. There's also the avoidance pattern. Differs from the distraction escaping pattern uh, where it's anchored in reality even if it's not necessary. It can halt present-day unpleasantries at any given time that you're actually in. And avoidance... Think about in terms like this. Avoidance keeps you from experiencing today, the now, where you're at, reality, by rooting you emotionally or mentally in a future doomsday scenario. Okay, you're always living in fear of what could happen. So you're never fully present in the now. Noam Gordon, uh, psychologist, said that since it's rooted in a doomsday thought process, avoidance is not a response to a here and now stimulus. It's trying to prevent anything from happening, uh, given the person, uh, giving the person a false sense of security, basically like a blanket. And when the person grows uh, using avoidance as a prime coping strategy, they cease to react to reality anymore, uh, to the present day, to the here and now. Creation almost of a virtual reality. Think of it in terms like that, that perpetuates negative thoughts, emotions like shame, anxiety, fear, which results in avoiding behavior, thus completing the avoidance cycle. So breaking the avoidance cycle is a mountain to climb. Indeed, uh, due to the person's mindset, they're under the idea that they're acting appropriately by avoiding any sort of suffering that may or may not even happen you know, using what is already familiar to them. So if it's a strategy they've always used, even though it's not healthy, they'll stick with it because people in that situation don't want any sort of change because change will freak them out. Avoidance coping is one of those things where they would rather, the fact that they'd rather not deal with it actually feeds itself. It's maladaptive. Like procrastination, uh, it's a stress. Say there's a big stress, they put off dealing with it. But that stressful thought remains and uh, 
lurks until it's handled. Avoidance coping keeps convincing you that handling it has no good outcome, though it can't be solidified that it'll turn out bad at all. It's just one of those facts aren't feeling sort of situations. Thank you, Noel Cordell. And it just allows problems to grow, to cause conflict uh, inside your personal life. It minimizes your social circle, creates even more anxiety. Avoidance basically creates a snowball effect in personal lives. And it's why communication is so vital. If you avoid any hard conversations and just decide to end relationships instead of dealing with it, you create this mindset that, you know, well, none of my relationships ever work out. Well, why don't they? If you're not willing to have hard conversations and keep the relationship intact, you avoid having those and you'd rather just not deal with it and you break off your relationships of something that could potentially be very healthy for you. Healthy relationships require healthy communication. We've been through this. Avoiding hard conversations to establish healthy communication means you're actually avoiding the potential of a healthy relationship. There you go. So ways to cope with avoidance issues. First, don't overwhelm yourself with like, you know, like let's say if you have daily tasks and a lot of these big avoidance issues can start on other things you might be avoiding. Don't overwhelm yourself with a huge list of things to do every single day. All right. Just take the most important one and focus on just that, that one to start small is better than not starting anything. Also, make sure to evaluate if you have a task or something that you need to do that you are avoiding, look at the steps you would need to take in order to get it done. Now, if like, let's say there's five steps to resolve something, are the five steps actual steps that need to happen in order to resolve something? Or did you create one of those five steps to sabotage yourself from getting it done because you're avoiding it. That's really important to do. That's probably one of the more important tips when it comes to overcoming avoidance issues. Maybe something on your avoid list might not be getting done because you feel obligated, but it isn't in your best interest. So you got to evaluate that. Okay. It's okay to look at things that you need to do in your life and go, well, am I doing this because somebody else wants me to, but I don't really want to? There's, there might be things like that, and that's okay. That's okay. Not everything that you're avoiding is necessarily something that's going to benefit you. There's a good chance that maybe it's not, but you don't have a boundary saying no to people. That's a problem. So you have to establish healthy boundaries first, and then you can say, no, I can't do that for you. I'm sorry. That way, that's off your list. You've now set a boundary, and you don't have to avoid doing it. There are some times where you can look at something you're avoiding and go, well, this might not benefit me, but if this is to help somebody that I love, like a friend or a family member, if I help them do this, even though it's I'm trying to avoid doing it, it will help them out. Now, this is one of those rare times where I'm going to use that tired and true line, change your mindset, because you kind of have to here. Change your mindset about that task. Be like, 
well, if I help them out, even though I don't want to, and they've been there for me before, me helping them is a good thing. That shows that I am a good friend or a good you know, son or daughter or whatever, or mom, husband, whatever. And that person is thankful that I helped them with something. See? So that is a good way to look at something and change your mindset about it. So you don't end up really avoiding it for your own reasons. You're looking at it as I'm helping somebody. If you have the capacity to. Also, here's a great tip that I found. Uh, If you're avoiding something, write down what it would take to get it done as if you were giving it to somebody else to do. Write down this list of instructions to get it done. Look at those instructions. It might not seem as daunting as you think, but at least you can attack those steps one by one and go, oh, okay, as a whole, this might seem really big. Broken up into small steps. Maybe I can do this. Maybe I don't have to avoid doing this. Maybe I can do this step by step. So, yeah, avoidance, we all do it from small things to big things. We have at one point or another in our lives. But a lot of it's just kind of figuring out exactly why we're avoiding it. And if we're avoiding something completely out of fear of what could happen, and we've convinced ourselves, This is what's going to happen. Remember, that is a feeling, and feelings are not facts. I love that line because it's so true. you got to look at it a little differently. Does it benefit you by getting it done? Chances are, if you fear it, it might. If we're talking about cleaning the house... Yeah, it's not as big as maybe you know working through emotional trauma from your past, but it's nice to have a clean house. Why would you want to avoid cleaning your house? Sometimes we're, we avoid things and we're just being ridiculous about them. Let's be blunt. I've done it plenty of times. When something doesn't go right, you have this idea like, oh, I don't want to do that again because it didn't end well that last time. It could end better the next time. Depends how you approach it. But avoidance is tied into a lot of the other things we've talked about on here, from shame to fear to anxiety, setting boundaries. It's all connected. It's all connected. And damn right, avoidance can be tied back into some shadow work. You could be avoiding doing your shadow work because you know what lurks in that shadow. All the better reason to spine up, get a little brave, and start doing the work. That's it for me for now. Thanks for tuning in. Hero and the Villain.